Because the Bible says in the last days, people are going to have itching ears. They're not going to want to hear the truth. They will not tolerate sound doctrine. So people will get up and preach doctrines of devils. devils. Joe, immoral communist Biden, is a supporter of transgender surgery, puberty blockers, even for minors, and all at public expense. I'm sick of it. The communism that came in this country and the socialism, the whole Democratic Party, it was weaned in Baptist churches just like this and preachers who said they believed the Bible and lying about it at the same time. Why can't we just believe that God says what he means and means what he says? All right. Good morning. Good to be with you again. Thanks for joining in again on the Canceled Preacher Podcast. It's morning here anyway while we're recording this. And... Uh, by the way, let me just mention again, we are going live on the Canceled Preacher Facebook page, so if you want to catch us, we don't really have a set time, so I can't tell you when to tune in, but uh, if you if you're, uh, if you like the page, you get a notification. Usually it's on Tuesdays, we try to get over here on Tuesdays and record it, but you can um, watch watch the uh, watch the video there, we record it live now, and um, anyway, last week we talked about uh, this documentary that came out, Let Us Pray, and... Um, well, we got some hate mail. <laughs> we got some uh, negative comments. And uh, how does it feel to, um, <laughs> you know, they say when you're, when something online gets like overwhelmingly more negative feedback than positive, they say you got ratioed. So um, I think okay. we got ratioed, um, so to speak. But how does it feel? <laughs> we love to get hate mail. <laughs> Feels about like a Sunday sermon, right? <laughs> <laughs> No. People, by and large, do not want the truth, and they they don't want a fair analysis. Analysis, investigative journalism is a thing of the past, and of course, everybody believes that when it's CNN, MSNBC. We love to hear Mark Levin and guys like that, you know, expose you know the corruption in in the world. The but but it's the same way, you know, in what we would say Christian circles as well. You know, people are people no matter where you go. And, you know, when I was in college, you know, Brother Howells used to say, you know, you got to be you got to be fair. You just can't believe every single accusation that is just thrown out there. Now, this thing with the uh, the show by Discovery on the Discovery Channel, I watched on Prime. Let us pray. Um, I'm not saying that those ladies were not. um sexually abused i'm not saying that um but at least we ought to listen to the whole show um and find out hey what's true and what's what we would call yellow journalism or propaganda i believe a lot of that is going on today i mean wouldn't you agree um the yeah certainly the bible says the fool believeth every word and yes. so if you're just going to take something to face value um, and anything can be said in a certain light. Um, and yes, like we said, um, we're certainly not saying that the that these things didn't happen. But it's also not fair just to say they happened. But they're putting it in a context as if it's like more prevalent, right? In independent fundamental Baptist churches. Right. The purpose last week, I believe, was not to address the individual situations. It was to say there is. Uh, agenda-driven narrative here. That was it. That was it. Yeah, the, and, it's, whole, and it's always been that way. And it, and one of your statements was, and the reason why 
um, there's an agenda against independent Baptist churches is because that's the fountain of truth. I really believe that. I believe that all the churches in the first century, I'm talking about the church of Thessalonica, Philippi, uh, the church there that was in Jerusalem, Antioch, they were all independent, fundamental Baptist churches. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean they weren't all tied to a denomination. Um, fundamental basically means back to the basics. And a, and a fundamentalist in, in this sense would be a person that just believes the Bible is the word of God and takes the Bible literally and uh, doesn't try to change it because the times are changing. Mm -hmm. And then... Baptist, well, the Bible says they that gladly received his word were baptized right. and added to the church. So we believe that baptism uh, comes after salvation and before church membership. That's basically what an independent Baptist is. Now, it has come to mean, um, you, you know, because because the times has forced the issue to the front. Right. Um, you know, well, we have standards of holiness. Right. And standards of separation. But anyway, so, yeah, I believe that the devil has always attacked the truth, mm -hmm. always attacked uh, soul winning, separation, holiness, godliness. Absolutely. When I was a kid, I was raised in the Wesleyan Church. I got my standards of separation from the Wesleyan Church. I learned that card playing was wrong in the Wesleyan Church. You know, I learned that going to the movies was wrong in the Wesleyan Church back in the 1960s. So. It's just not a, an, a a Baptist thing or fundamental Baptist thing, you know? Well, just like you say quite often, just 75 years ago, everybody had um, standards of decency. I mean, even, I mean, you just watch old old video footage. People, the way people dressed, talked, the way they acted, they're, they're um, you know, uh, there was, it was just a higher standard. Um, right. And now it's been attacked, you know, and uh, supposedly that is the, that's legalism. That's the wrong way to think to to you know to have decency and morality and uh, things like that. But and that's what years you ago, everybody preached that. Everybody believed it and lived it. Right uh, to to some degree. Right, and the whole idea of we got to separate from sin is just wrong. Uh, we're supposed to separate from the temptation that leads to sin. We're supposed to stay steps away from uh, the precipice of of sin. You know. And that's what the Bible says, flee fornication, you know, flee also youthful lusts and and uh, pray, Lord, lead us not to temptation. And uh, so we're supposed to stay away from the temptation that leads us to now is temptation a sin. Well, if it is, then Jesus was a sinner because he was in all points tempted such as we. Right. But we are supposed to stay away from the areas that aren't sin, but leads to the next step into sin. Yeah. You know, and let not your good be spoken evil of abstain from the very appearance of evil. What is so wrong with that? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we did get uh, a lot of a lot of uh, feedback or um, uh, comments, responses to this uh, this video we put up last week. And I think what happened because we hardly ever get comments or responses. Right. So what happened must have been some somebody, you know, some um, IFB hater or something got a hold of this video and shared it in one of their groups or something. And and then here came the dog pile of uh, all this uh, all this. Uh, these comments all because we believe and this is what I believe it comes down to. OK, so I don't think the issue is just basically. So these what basically three women uh, and, I, and I will be the first one to tell you there's more. 
Well, but you said from the... It's everywhere. Go you, ahead. You said on Sunday, you preached on this Sunday, and um, you know, <laughs> for all you guys who dogpiled on this video last week, go ahead and watch this sermon on Sunday, and you'll have some more fodder for your, uh, for your um, hate. Yeah. But uh, the sermon was great, by the way. You know, people who love the truth, love a strong defense of the truth. Absolutely. Um, but uh, you said from the pulpit on, on Sunday, man, it's happened in this church. Several uh, times. Several times. And so we'll be the first to admit it happens. Um, but uh, not, you know, not, f not in the way that was painted um, from this documentary. Now, why did you feel like it was necessary to address it? Well, first of all, because we are independent, fundamental Baptist, and I thought this is not true of our church, and all the churches that I know, it's not true. Um, now, that's not to say like some of the responses, and I just read a few of them, but. They, you know, they kind of say, well, it's, it's everywhere. You know, all these independent Baptist churches, it's like a network. And, of course, I use the term, I think, um, in, in a sermon, uh, I can't remember, but they treat us like, you know, we're like the Underground Railroad. Oh, yeah, you and, said that last, you last know, week on the and, podcast. And immediately it was like, uh, you know, am, am I being accused of somehow racism? Am I just getting thrown in there? Okay, so that was my term, but... Still, it doesn't change the fact that that was my way of describing what they were. They were basically saying it's kind of like a network right. where somebody, you know, is accused of being a predator, you know, in one church. He's just passed around to another right, church. Shuffling them around. Right. Yeah, just to avoid any kind of. Uh, I heard Brother Hiles say, don't hire a guy just because do your own investigation. I heard him say that in a pastor school. Right. And he says, guys are crazy for not calling the, the previous pastor and checking him out. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was taught. And even if there is, you know, I, IFB stands for independent fundamental, so that means we're independent. But, uh, you know, when, if you want to make, make it like there's a network and like we're a cooperative, cooperating movement, that's just not true. Now, there may be some churches that do cooperate with each other, and there may have been some smaller church pastors that may be intimidated by big names. That's not right. Um, but just because that happens doesn't, doesn't create a network. That's right. Um, and ju just because, you know, say if there was a big name pastor who said, hey, you need to hire this guy and that pastor, shame on him for just doing it because the big name told him to. That's right. Um, but sure, it happens. But that does not um, mean that uh, IFB churches are involved in this this elaborate networking of sexual abuse, smuggling, and shuffling. It's just not true. Right. You know? It may happen amongst certain churches. I, I, I would come to the defense of the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, it happens more in the Southern Baptist than it does in Independent Baptist. But I would still say, if I was a Southern Baptist, I would still say the same thing. You know? And I will say the same thing right now before God and everybody else. That it's not fair to categorize all Southern Baptists because it happens in Southern Baptist churches. It's just not fair. Right. I'll go even so far as to say that just because it happens more in the Catholic church does not mean that every single Catholic church is a breeding ground for pedophiles. Mm. It's just not fair. It's not right to do that. Right. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So we, um, we were going to go ahead and look at some of these, uh, these comments, by the way, um, uh, you know, just just read off a few of them and, and respond to a few things that were said. And uh, before we even started, I said, well, you know, I don't want to come across like we've got a chip on our shoulder. We're kind of offended that people would, uh, you know, attack us. But you said, no, no, we want to we want to defend the truth, defend the truth. That's and, right. Um, and uh, and I'm not really defending 
our church. I mean, we're tucked away in a corner of Franklin County in Missouri, you know, and, and um, you know, we have a strong church, but we're not one of these mega churches. We don't have a national platform or anything. But I just, I just feel like, you know, we ought to defend the truth, you know, earnestly contend, defend the faith. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I certainly wouldn't want to. Brother Howells, you know, was, you know, kind of famous for saying no attack, no defense. And I never heard him say that. But I'd heard other people that said they heard him say that. But, you know, Brother Howells was not one that, you know, just would respond to all of the personal attacks. Right. And um, I just didn't hear it. But, you know, it is true that you really don't have to defend yourself to your friends because your friends are not going to believe the accusations. Right. And there's really no reason to respond to your enemies because they're just going to twist it. You know, right. and come back at you. You know, ten times worse. Right. You know? um, so I'm not really defending myself. Uh, I'm just defending. I want to defend the truth and what is right, and as much as possible, teach people. You know that you know we, we, just because it's said does not mean it's true. Right. I, I mean, if that's the case, then Jesus was a criminal, because they brought accusations against allegations. They brought allegations against him. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember Naboth, you know, Jezebel hired some false witnesses. Right. You know, Naboth blasphemed God and the king. And, of course, you know, it was all set up. And you could see it was a setup because right then they said, well, that's it. You know, let's not go through a trial. <laughs> that's it. Let's mm-hmm. take him out and stone him, you know. Um, but every man has a right to answer to his. By the way, I want to say this as well. You know, independent Baptist, I had a preacher say one time, I'm pulling out of the independent Baptist movement. Well, first of all, how can you pull out of something? What's that make you? If you're going to pull out of independent Baptist churches, well, that just makes you more of what you say that you already are. Uh Because, man, I'm not tied to any denomination. And some of these guys, you know, back in my day, they would go from, you know, Southwide Baptist Fellowship, you know, which is one brand of independent Baptist. And they would go to Brother Howells' Pastor School, which is another brand of independent Baptist. You know, Baptist Bible Fellowship, they, you know, they would kind of, you know, there'd, there'd be like an overlap there. Yeah. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of a lot of independent Baptists, even around here. They got no use for Jack Howells or he's been dead for 22 years now. They've got they they had no use for him, you know. I had one guy not too far from here say that First Baptist was a cult. He was independent Baptist, you know. And it was all because Brother Howells believed and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. But, um, you know, he just wasn't big in this, uh, you know, repentance thing, you know. Uh, And I'm not either, you know, because John, the the gospel of John was written so that ye may believe. Mm -hmm. And the word doesn't even appear, you know, in the gospel of John or Romans in the context of salvation. Mm. You know, and so, uh, you know, I'm just I'm a John three sixteen man. Right. But I do believe that once you get saved, your life changes. You become a new nature, a new nature in Christ. Old yeah. things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And we ought to at least uh, be fair. Yeah, it's it's sad. But a court of law is is more fair than in the court of our own minds. Mm-hmm. I've often said this. Let's just say that John tells me that Joe beats his wife. I don't know that Joe beats his wife. 
All I know is that John told me that Joe beats his wife. John could be lying about Joe. And don't tell me that doesn't happen, you know. And um, anyway. That's the whole point, you know. We're, we're foolish to take this at face value, um, and a lot of time when you when you really boil it down to, um, I mean, you put it in the proper context and you kind of get the uh, you know the, the the agenda out of the picture. Um, this this whole narrative that this IFB is a breeding ground for predators it it falls apart, um, and that's all we're saying. We're not saying that your experience wasn't terrible. You know, we're not saying it doesn't happen. It does. Um, and it happens everywhere, as you said, but that's not, we're not even talking about that, you know, and, you know, uh, some people got quite indignant, you know, like, oh my goodness, you're minimizing the, the, uh, the suffering of the victims and you're making yourself the victim. Okay. I'll, let me just stop and say this. I feel like I was maximizing it by saying, okay, let's put the IFB problem in its proper perspective. The whole problem is proper perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's the case, 55% of all sexual abuse occurs in the home. Right. You know, let's talk about that. Right. You know, and um, and behind that is the public school. You know, let's talk about that. It It's safer putting your kid in a Sunday school, IFB Sunday school class. You know, I'm talking about in the big picture mm-hmm. than it is putting your kid in public school. One in ten kids is going to be um, in the public school system is going to be harassed, sexually yeah. harassed or assaulted. Yeah. You know, and you know, looking back on some of these that I've that I've heard about, some of these um these uh, you know, abuse cases. Well, I tell you what, it just it was just some foolish decisions on the part of some people. You know, first of all, like you said, I mean, red flag if there's ever a pastor who wants to you know counsel by himself. I'm mean, a huge red flag. Parents that would entrust would trust, you know, say a youth pastor. Well, it's a youth pastor. You know, my girls at at their house, but it's the youth pastor. That's just foolish, and understanding Absolutely. understanding that, um, and just going by what the Bible says, honestly, it could have could have circumnavigated a lot of this stuff. But um, you know, it's just back to the Bible. That's all it is. And if and if and if a church is unbiblically teaching you to, you know, put blind faith in a man of God and just trust everything he says, well, that's your fault. Absolutely, you need to read the Bible. You need to read the Bible. Absolutely, and and, and not. And sure, are there churches that teach that? Sure. You know, amongst any denomination, there's going to be this, you know, this this temptation to fall into this cult-like leadership, maybe. Um, that happens. It's just human nature. Absolutely. But um, it, it, uh, it, it, the, the, you know, the, uh, the blame still falls back on our, us that we were, we disregarded what the Bible clearly says, and we were deceived by a man of God or not. And then a lot of times that's how we f- these situations develop. And, yeah, sometimes it's parents who foolishly trust. I mean, I'm thinking of one now. You know, they're sending, uh, you know, a teenage girl was, sh- was sent off to uh, a, a preacher's home, you know, um, because counseling. By the way, you paid your respects to that. And, you know, that's where a lot of this stuff starts, in this unbiblical form of one-on-one ongoing session counseling because the— um, And any true IFB church would not do that. Any Bible believer. Let, let's put it this way. They would be, they, they would not believe that. Now, whether or not IFB pastors or youth pastors will do that, again, the best of men are at best men, mm-hmm. you know? And everybody has a breaking point. Yep. Everybody listening to me right now has a breaking point. Right. Everybody does. Um, we don't know how weak that we are. Jesus said, you, the whole generation is a bunch of adulterers 
an adulteress is, mm -hmm. you know. Now, if we go back to this, just believe all women, you know, well, then I guess we got to believe that Joseph was, you know, he, he was um, legally jailed. You know, I'm mm -hmm. talking about Joseph Potiphar's right. wife accused right. him falsely, you know. So we just can't just say, well, I'm going to believe all women. That is that's an overreaction. Right. You know, that's right. overcompensating. Yeah. Now, this is what I believe. I believe that in-house problems should be taken care of and handled in-house. But I believe this, and I'm an independent fundamental Baptist. But I also believe this, and maybe other independent fundamental Baptists don't believe this. But I believe if, if it's a crime, report it. Yeah. Because then it falls outside the jurisdiction of the church. It's a crime. Right. And again, why didn't these girls go to the police? Mm -hmm. You know, um, if it's a crime, why didn't they go to the police? They had enough guts to go to the pastor. Why didn't they have enough guts to go to the police? And if your pastor tells you not to go to the police. Well, then you need to report him as well. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's just it's just what the Bible says. Um, if you've got a man of uh, a so-called man of God that would be so unbiblical, then, you know, uh, you're foolish for staying there. You're foolish for believing him or buying into that. That's that right. Nonsense. That's right. And is as if the 14 year old kid had no, you know, say, say, well, OK, maybe the kid had no choice but to stay. But why didn't you go to your parents? Is your relationship with your parents so bad that you can't talk to your parents? Mm -hmm. And if the parents, just as is in the case of one situation, well, they said, well, the, um, you know, the parent just punished me, you know. Um, okay, still, there are other avenues. What about the National Abuse Sex Hotline, you know? Now, I know what they're going to come back and say. Well, you're brainwashed into thinking that, you know, it's okay. But they said, they all of them said at the beginning, they didn't feel, it didn't feel right, you know? So, again, I'm, I'm not saying it's not a tragedy. Mm -hmm. And I'm not blaming naive, innocent youth. I'm not blaming that at all. Um, I'm just simply saying that if it's a crime, don't tell the preacher. Tell the police. Right. What's the preacher supposed to do? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now in in my church, I tell you to call the police because I'd say before counseling, and I'm not big on counseling anyway. Counseling in the Bible basically is advice, um, not this Freudian lay on the couch and you know let session me session after session. Yeah. Basically, all that all that's going to do is create problems. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it does. It, it that's all it's going to do because it's going to start getting into personal life, and then and then you'll start you know like like um, nothetic counseling. You got to be empathetic. You're going to be empathetic with a woman, you know, lying there on a the couch in a bed. In your office, talking about how her marriage stinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's All right. Good. Especially if she's a young, uh, a pretty lady. Well, I mean, when that's you preached a on that a couple, fee for disaster. Yeah, you preached on that a couple months ago, and you said uh, you told the percentage. I can't remember how many, but many counselors admit to having, uh, you know, sexual fantasies about their clients, and so that that just happens. That know? absolutely uh, it happens. I've never touched a girl. Never touched a girl, never on a teenager, never. And by the way, I learned that from <laughs> first. I learned that from Brother Hiles. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't mean that everybody at First Baptist Church or any church for that matter, that doesn't mean that they're not going to fall. Right. You know, if David can fall, Samson can fall, others can fall, so can you and I. 
So a true independent Baptist church recognizes the weakness of the flesh and understands how how easily that any of us can fall. Yeah. And it's only by the grace of God that we haven't already fallen. And it shouldn't surprise us when, you know, you know, when somebody falls, it should surprise us that, you know, more of us ha- haven't fallen already. Right. But the Bible warns us, you know, that, you know, there, there's there's predators out there. Right. There's um, ravenous wolves, you know. The adulterer that, seeks for the precious life. Yes, that's what it says. So what are you going to do? So are you going to say, are we going to say, well, we can't, we're not going to allow anybody that has a stained past to come to church. No, we want everybody to come, you know, and any church would agree to that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Jesus allowed for all kinds of sinners to follow him. And, you know, um, but anyway, so when folks come, we need to have guidelines. We, we need to have principles and we need to have practices in place. And that's what we do. Right. You know, and basically much of the guidelines that we have here, I learned at college. A, a man should never be alone with a woman. You know, there was a lady in our church last week, about three, two years ago or something like that. Her car was broke down on the side of the road. I stopped at a gas station and I moved in. I said, ma'am, I, I can't take you. I says, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I get my wife to come back. We'll, we'll help you out. But I cannot be alone with you in, in a car. Mm-hmm. You know, good intentions um, can end up. And that's a problem. Good intentions can have bad, terrible results. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, because it allows you to get into a situation where you can start talking and that talking affairs, relationships, they we're not talking about one night stands, you know, we're talking about affairs. They all come out of, you know, conversation, you know, where, where you connect heart to heart connection and that comes through communication and then it leads to physical, you know? Um, and so I, I was taught that I was taught never to counsel a woman alone. The Bible tells me let the older women teach the younger women, you know, yep. and a man, this is what the Bible tells me. Yeah, and I've said this. You need to get counsel from your husband. And if you've got problems with your husband, then the older women are supposed to teach the younger women how to love their husbands. So really, it falls back on you most of the time. Now, you say, well, he's abusive. Uh, that's, that's a crime. That's a crime. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, report it. Yeah. You know? Anyway. Well, that's good. Yeah. And uh, that's <laughs> I don't see how you can... It's with a policy like Bible that, principles. Yeah, with with teaching like that, I don't know where the you know the covering up stuff comes from. But anyway, let me read a few of these things. And you said you were going to kind of address some of this that was said. And you know, on Sunday you said <laughs> if you want to be in the ministry, you got to have a what, what a heart like a dove. Spurgeon said a heart like a dove and a hide like a rhinoceros. Hide like a rhinoceros. So um, um, hopefully you have a hide like a rhinoceros. <laughs> but, well, uh, again, I don't take any attacks against me, but I just want to defend the truth. Right. Defend you know, principles of what is right. And uh, social media is just, it's a horrible place to to, um, to get into stuff like this because people hide behind a keyboard. You know, they, they, they can be, you know, there's just no filter a lot of times. So you can't take none of this stuff really seriously. But we do want to attack, or, uh, um, not attack, but uh, like you said, defend the truth um, and uh, 
Anyway, one it says, and I still I saw this kind of like a a uh, couple people kind of said this, but say well uh, he says um, I know. I guess saying that this is what we're saying. Yeah, I know people got raped and abused, but the IFB is the real victim here. So again, well, people, you know, people were raped and abused and sexually abused, but but we're the victim uh, in this case, and claiming that that is so backwards and out of balance. So um, I'm not even sure how to understand that. Are they, are they saying that we're the victim? In other words, we're falsely accused. I, what, what, what do you mean by that? Saying that we are claiming. We're the victim, um, you know, or playing the victim card here. I believe, uh, you know, and I think every I, every Christian is going to say that those that are predators, pedophiles, should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Mm-hmm. I don't believe anybody that is a Christian has a half a brain would say, let these guys just off, you know. And send them around to the next church to prey on other young innocent people. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. Right. And I don't believe anybody in their right mind believes that. I don't care if you're Catholic, Muslim, Presbyterian, Baptist. You know, I believe that everybody believes that criminals should be uh, prosecuted. Well, what about um, what about uh, so what are what do you think we're supposed to do about? Uh, you know about showing how are we supposed to show sympathy or whatever you know okay so we want to we want to address this but somehow by addressing it we're we're completely invalidating all the the, the tragedies that happened I well mean, i want to i want to invalidate a lot of the stuff that was tacked on to this let us pray for example you know they were saying well, in the IFB, you can't dance, you know. And one lady said, I saw in an IFB church where an infant, I believe she used the word infant, was spanked repeatedly for not dressing modestly. Now, that is ridiculous. And if you're going to throw that in with it and just, well, you you got to screw loose because that's just, that's ridiculous. And you see how they're trying to, up the ante right. they're trying to they're trying to make it worse than what it is melodramatics yes. exactly well um and another thing and again i didn't i didn't watch it and i think someone jumped on my case for saying i didn't watch it or something like that well yeah uh, let me let me re- uh you know uh reiterate i did not see it did not watch it but you did i did okay you're the one who's talking about it not me <laughs> you watched right. the whole thing <laughs> right but um I did not watch it, but you told me that someone was saying, well, we were forced to swallow goldfish. <laughs> you know, and if you know anything about First Baptist and the bus ministry. I heard Jack Hiles say himself, I, it would be a cold day in hell before I swallowed a goldfish. So don't tell me that everybody had to stand in front of Jack Hiles at the <laughs> altar and <laughs> open their mouth while he, <laughs> while he forced a goldfish down everybody's throat. Now, um, you know, that's melodramatics. Nobody was forced. Now, the pressure may have been on. My wife said they wanted her to do it. And, you know, it's a promotion. Uh, and, and it's harmless, by the way. <laughs> but um, uh, they wanted her to do it. She was on the bus route. And it was funny. Her bus captain, who was also her division leader, said, you know, to the other bus workers, she's not getting off this bus without swallowing goldfish. You know, just saying, we're going to try to get her to do it. And so they chanted her name for 10 minutes straight. 
she just sat there like a statue and said, it ain't happening. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she said, I'm not doing it. Um, but, I mean, it's that, that's melodramatics. You're making a mountain out of a molehill. Um, and, uh, no, you know, again, you, like you said, a lot of fluff. A lot of yeah. fluff to make it. Well, my wife didn't swallow goldfish, uh-huh. you know. But and I uh, can't swallow a goldfish because I have a swallowing problem. <laughs> but, but anyway, so let me explain what that was. Back in the 1980s when I was there, um, they would give a goldfish to every kid that rode the bus. And, um, and so they would make it like, hey, you know, everybody that rides the bus next week, you know, the bus captain is going to swallow a goldfish, you know. And um, it's just these little teeny goldfish, you know. Um, and uh, they'd hold them up and, you know, just swallow them, uh, you know, as if that was the end of the world. Right, right. But I guess some people would, would think, oh, that's, you know, it's animal abuse. <laughs> but I got to tell you a story I heard Brother Hiles say. He said, well, we gave out chickens one year. And I was there when he gave out the chickens. And, uh, of oh, course, it, it got, you know, it got on. Back in those days, there was no social media, but it got on the news. And so Brother Hiles responded, you know. So he answered. And uh, <laughs> so the lady says, is it true that you gave out chickens? And isn't that abuse because they're going to these, you know, all these bus kids and things like that? You know, some of these chickens are going to die. And like, I don't remember. So anyway, he says, well, you know what? <laughs> I did a lot worse than that. He played it up with this reporter. He says, oh, I was, I was terrible. And he says, why, what else did you do? He says, last Sunday, I ate that babe chicken's mother. <laughs> so funny. Oh, man. Speaking of Brother Hiles, a couple. Um, Dramatics is what it is. Yeah, a couple of uh, people who reached out, responded, well, said, well, nothing but a Hiles supporter here. Um, and I am not a line, Hiles supporter. Just falling in line with the Hiles, you know, uh, brand. Um, Hiles supporters should have been a red flag from the beginning, that kind of thing. What do you say to that? I'm not a Hiles supporter. I'm a truth supporter. And uh, there's a lot of things that I don't believe Brother Hiles believed. Mm-hmm. His whole thing on soul winning. I don't agree with that at all. I believe that we ought to be soul winners, but I don't believe in one, two, three, pray with me up to the baptistry. I don't believe that. And... Uh, but I'm not I'm not against him because we're not on the same page with that. Now you do talk about Brother Hiles a lot. Uh, you admire him, you respect him, you've uh, uh, read a lot of his books. Yeah, because his principles were outstanding principles. But I would say, but I the application of every principle, I don't have to agree with. I would say I probably hear you talk about Adrian Rogers more, if not uh, as much, if not more. Um, and he's a Southern Baptist. Yeah, uh, Adrian <laughs> Rogers is fantastic. Um, but. Um, Anyway, well, I've heard you quote, you know, um, and, and reference a lot of preachers. That doesn't mean you're, a, you know, you're a dumb driven slave. I've learned so much from John Rice's books and things. But John Rice believed that the um, American Standard, the new American Standard Version was the best version on the market. And he printed that a full page, full page article in the Sword of the Lord. In fact, I think I still have that article mm. back in the 19, I guess, 70s, I think it was late 60s, somewhere around there. Mm. But that doesn't mean that everything he said was wrong. It's just like it's just like when Jack Scott fell. It's like every you tell me everything he said was wrong. Mm-hmm. If that's the if that's the principle, then I guess when David fell, everything he said before, all the psalms that he wrote before, you mean we got to throw them out of the Bible? Right. Why? Why can't we just get back to the Word of God? It's like I said a few weeks ago. Why do we have to keep going back to the church fathers? You know, all these people that don't believe the Bible feel for some reason. That, you know, okay, so 
you got to quote the church fathers as if, what do they have more weight than the Bible? I mean, who did the church fathers quote? Yeah. You know, if we can go, if, if we can go back to the source that the church fathers went back to, why don't we just go back to the source, Amen. the word of God, right? You know? And so, um, I, I learned the basics of fundamentalism, you know, at, at Hiles Anderson college. Now, there was a time when I, when I, you know, I really, what would you say, uh, examined and put my beliefs and his beliefs through the fire and uh, decided, hey, are the principles that he is teaching, are they right? Especially when it comes to this whole area of, you know, guy-girl relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, he is right. Um, Brother Hiles had had like like a an alternate to the prom they they had like right. a they, now they didn't have dance or anything but they had some i don't believe in any of that right brother Hiles let his kids date uh date right and go out at night you know with two or three maybe that was okay but i don't believe that so there's a lot of things i don't believe that brother Hiles, you know believe brother Hiles kissed beverly before um they were married i never kissed my wife until after i was married mm-hmm. Um, or at when we got married, but I, I believe that, you know, basic, the principles of fundamentalism mm-hmm. and that's what I want to defend, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because they, fundamentalists preach principles of fundamentalism. Right. And, uh, you know, we're not defending the IFB, um, as, as you know, as they say it. Now we do want to defend the truth. Like you said, um, and you said, well, I am an independent Baptist. I'm an independent fundamental Baptist. And so I do want to address some of this stuff. But how do you defend the IFB? How could we do that? Because like you said, within driving distance of this church, there's half a dozen churches, and I can't, you know, there's some of them I, I can't defend. And, uh, and, and none of them, you know, in fact, we had a member of our church tell me not too long ago while they were in a conversation with a couple members of these different IFB churches in this area and said, well, if like, you left your church, where would you go? And uh, so... Union Baptist came up and uh, so he wouldn't go there, you know, because he's too radical, too fundamental, you know, kind of a thing. So, I mean, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned, we're about the only really true fundamental Baptist church that takes the Bible literally and not allegorically and does not change with the times. That's something else I taught was taught from Brother Hiles that, um, Truth never changes. Times change, but truth never changes. And as time goes on, truth is going to get more, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to look more strange. Yes. Stranger than fiction. Yes. You know, Isaiah says truth, right will be called wrong, evil will be called good, and yes. dark will be called light. And evil men are going to wax worse and worse right. in the last days. Why? As if it doesn't say evil men are going to get or become more evil. Because the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked as it is. It's because... It's going to get more evil because of lukewarm Christians that just they're not going to do anything. They're not there's, going to, they're not, there's not a hedge there anymore. No, nobody's going to say anything. Right. Nobody's going to do what we're doing right now mm-hmm. and defending right, mm-hmm. you know. And that, that's what I see as agenda-driven people do all the time. They, 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 they take what is marginalized and they make it the majority, mm-hmm. You know, it's not true that it's prevalent in all independent Baptist churches. Right. It's just not. It is not this web uh, of, you know, 
predators that are just kind of passed around from church <laughs> to church. It's just not true. We don't have a pope. We don't have a denominational headquarters. Right. It's just now, not true. Somebody jumped all over you on that and said, uh, I've seen it happen with my own eyes. So you know, am I in my own church. It's a big, <laughs> yeah, it's a big country. Like we said, there may be churches that, that cooperate that way. But again, like you said. Let me address this one thing where um, they say pastors cover it up. Okay, I don't deny that, number one. But I'm saying it happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's charlatans in every church. Mm-hmm. More you know, in, in other venues and areas. Yes, like that. yes, because to be an IFB, in other words, that's not a denomination. That's a description of people that take the Bible literally. And, and traditionally, they have been stricter, you know. Um, but the devil's going to plant tares amongst the wheat. Now, I want to give you something that was said. Well, in fact, they never did say it. They just printed it. Now, see, that's not fair right there. They just print what John Jenkins, he was one of the pastors that was accused of covering it up. And they just print it, and they just show it for about three or four seconds, you know. And basically what it was is it did say that John Jenkins did say that he called the police immediately, okay? But then it goes on to say there was no records found, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Okay. There have been several times when in my own church, and I believe this, I believe if there's going to be crime, call the police. We call the police all the time. Right. You know, if a child walks out of our school, I call the police. There's no chain of custody right there. Call right, the police. Right. Then the police get upset with you because you called the police. <laughs> I had a policeman, a policeman. I work for Franklin County Sheriff's Department. A Franklin County deputy told me that he was in the Union Park, and there were some kids that were fighting. Okay, Franklin County deputy told me this. So he was off duty and called the Union police. The Union police respond because of 9-11 call. You have to respond. Okay, This was in the park. And then the deputy stayed there as the union police came to investigate. In the meantime, those kids dispersed. Okay. Then the union cop, um, I mean, really got down on the Franklin County deputy for calling the police on a crime that was being committed. Right. And said, this is nonsense. You should not tie up 9-11 for things like this. Oh. As if those union cops had something better to do. <laughs> this is a small town. Right. You know, he was on, he was on his break or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, there was no report made there. That's what he told me. He said the cop would not make a report. Okay. Well, that that's my own experience. Mm-hmm. One time we had a money laundering thing. So we had this this company in Michigan send us a rather large check. Were you here then? No. Okay. Send a rather large check. And it was basically a money, money laundering problem. It says, here, we just we want to give a donation to the church. We give to independent Baptist churches. I didn't know who this company was or anything. And then you go ahead and send the rest of it down to our company in Texas. <laughs> I called Union Police. I said, there's a money laundering situation right here. And you know what he told me? He said, just tear up the check. I said, you're not going to come out and make a report? No. Nope. No report, no nothing. So just because you call the police and report something does not mean that there's going to be a report made or um, that you're going to be able to find it. Right. Okay. Right. So another time, we had a situation in our church where there was incest. In the church, and I heard about it, and I said, I'm calling the police, you know. Now, there's a pastor-client confidence thing, you know. 
which I don't agree with. Of course, there's lawyer, you know, client confidentiality. And it used to be pastor client confidentiality. So what's said in, you know, you know, in an office, you, you know, basically you're not required to just report it all. Right. You know, uh, confessions are not necessarily you don't have to otherwise nobody would ever go anywhere right i'm not going to go to the police and tell the police i'm a criminal where, where can i go to start right. getting right you know of course a, a, a good pastor would say you committed a crime to make things right you need to go to the police now in these days um that that pastor client confidentiality is out the door you know and if it's a crime it's outside the church's jurisdiction need to call the police okay so anyway i called the police and uh, and uh, did they make a report? Did they come out? Nope, didn't come out at all. So years later, it could come out. Well, we didn't send any report. We, we, you know, we did a Freedom of Information Act. We typed in, you know, his name, and we didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me ask you a question: Did you do your due diligence? Did you search just as hard to find that police report as you did to find all of this 141? Right. By the way, 141, not 400, as one responder said. Okay, um, that, that's that's what Let Us Pray said. You know, the the Star Telegram down there. I guess it was Fort Worth, Texas, wherever. Yeah, it was. I've got it right here. Oh, okay, go ahead and read it. It says it doesn't happen that often. Question mark. 400 allegations that we know of. 160 preachers, staff members, and then of course. See, that's the, wrong. And it was 141 the, in 160 churches. Of course, the classic condescending remark: "Do some research. Do some actual research and look in the mirror." Um, so, in other words, we're the problem, um, and we're ignorant. Um, that do some research is always a condescending remark. It doesn't hold any water because I can con- I can get facts that refute your facts. It's just it, you just color the news. So we just got to go back to principles. Of the word of God. Standard of truth. That's right. right. Because all we know that is really the truth is the word of God. And she says 400 allegations. Well, man, allegations. We've got 400 allegations in this church. Right. <laughs> allegations are just statements said. You know. Um, That's all it is. And and it's 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 slants like that that make this this you know this stuff very melodramatic. You can say 400 allegations of people's mouths dropped. Hello, an allegation is just one person saying something completely unsubstantiated, unvalidated. Right. Um, you know, it's just it's just an allegation. That's right. All it is. Right. And a lot of this is not really the pastor's fault because a lot of these people, it's not it, it's the judge that gives them light sentences. Oh, yeah. And they get out on probation yeah, or they this. get out on parole. You yeah. know, something they're, they're sentenced to 18, 20 years because of whatever reason, overcrowded prisons or heaven knows what all or good behavior. They're out in a couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, yep. to do it again. So you can't you can't just say, well, this whole problem would go away if we just get rid of independent fundamental Baptists. <laughs> That's like saying, well, you know. The problem would go away if we get rid of all those that preach the truth. Jesus had 12 and one was a Judas. Right. Why should we expect any better with with much less qualified leadership? So none of us, stand, you know, we couldn't stand in Christ, Christ's shadow. Right. You know. So let me ask you about this one here. Um, so this one person says that um, we're finally in an era where women aren't told to shut up about abuse. In other words, we've kind of progressed and now women are, are being given a chance to be heard before it was always just shut up we don't want to hear from you you're th- you're the problem right you know you induced you're, you enticed you should have been covered up you know that kind of thing um, and now we've progressed where women have a platform and they can be given an ear now um, do you believe that there was 
a time in history when you know uh, a woman couldn't couldn't come forward about this stuff I, I think so I, I absolutely think so um, I think that throughout history and I think it's prevalent now say like in the Muslim community Hindu community you know um, and even in America absolutely and I think that's tragic I think a woman should be heard yes um, and but again you know, now you're talking about women. Is that talking about women or, or is that talking about sexual assault or women. sexual abuse? Women. Okay, so that would be sexual assault. Okay, so my question would be then um, for all those women that are married, her husband certainly, if she was sexually assaulted, her husband certainly should know. Or something's not right here. And, um, and then I would say many of those cases... The husband should say, hey, listen, we got to go. We got to do something about this. And if you mean a woman that is young, like, say, out of high school and, you know, in the workplace, because sexual abuse is, uh, excuse me, sexual assault is worse in the workplace, in the military, right, than it is here. Uh, And, yeah, I would agree to that. I would agree that there is a lot of it's just swept under the rug. But, again. Everywhere. It's it's everywhere, yeah. and I think it's less prevalent in independent fundamental Baptist churches yeah. to to just to just hone in on the whole show is to hone in on those churches that that believe in separation, believe in safeguards Again, and yeah. a safety net, yeah. and you know, and and holiness, and 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 don't do things that feed a sexual appetite Mm -hmm. like dancing dating alone it's only a recipe when i say dating alone dating without a chaperone right you know um by the way when i was in college you could never date alone right now that doesn't mean that kids didn't do it Mm -hmm. but the kids went outside the rules to do it it wasn't the position of the church to say well we're going to put this rule in place because we want you to break it Mm -hmm. you know that's ridiculous yeah but like, yes, I, I would say I would agree with that, and I, I would, would say a, yeah, Amen. And the more independent fundamental Baptist that can be exposed, the better it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, now, okay, so and, and and you've also said the same thing about racism. You know that there used to be a racist racism problem. Yes, um, in churches, even in Southern Baptist churches. Yes, you know, back back in the uh, you know in history, it was now, terrible. But now we have, in response to it. We've got now reverse racism, you know, yeah. um, white guilt and white shame, that kind of thing. That's not right either. And it's not right, the, our response to this either, to where, you know, we've, we've knee-jerked to this me to believe all women. Yes. And one of, the, one of the responders here was so indignant that we would question the fact that you said some of these girls are just looking for a payoff. And she was so indignant that we would even insinuate that because I guess she believes believe all women too. You're telling me that doesn't happen? You're telling me that some women don't, aren't looking for a payoff? So it that mean, certainly does. Okay, so believe all women, again, means believe Potiphar's wife, mm-hmm. which means that God lied. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. But I, I, I'm just going to side with the Bible. Now, you can side with women, but I'm going to side with the Bible. And some women, sure. Sure, they're not. Sure, they're just being honest. Sure, they just want to be heard. Sure, they've got abuse in their past, and they just want to want justice. Sure. But just as 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 likely as that is, so there's liars out there. So there's people cheating and, and stealing and, uh, and using this whole, uh, this whole uh, Me Too kind of movement for a payday. 
it's happening. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, you brought up one not too long ago. I wish I could remember the name of it. It was a professional football player. Yes. 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 And then she kind of manipulated the whole situation. And then yes. she comes out and says, you know, because I just wanted money. I wanted yeah. the profit yep. to come out of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so she admits it. Mm-hmm. You're telling me all these prostitutes, all these prostitutes, all these, ha- you know, um, uh, brothels, whorehouses, you tell, you tell me, all these girls are just, you know, outstanding citizens and honest. <laughs> you tell me that? No, no. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying they all are. I'm saying that women ha- are, are, are as sinful as men. Yes. That's what I'm saying. They lie just as much. They, they, and in the flesh of every woman, as well as every man, dwelleth no good thing. Mm-hmm. So I believe in an independent fundamental Baptist church, which I believe preaches the gospel. You know, it's Jesus, nothing more, nothing less. And once you truly get saved, you become a new nature. Now become aware of what you weren't aware of before, how sinful that you really are. And now that you love God, because the Bible says, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, he's not of his. So you got to love God to be saved. And so just by virtue of the fact that you love God and you don't love the world, neither the things that are in the world, because any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So when you get saved, your life changes. Now we're still sin, sinful. We may fall into sin, but we don't dive into sin. But in addition to that, um, we want to put guidelines in place. Right. You know, you know, it's, it's the same thing. So I've heard preachers say, okay, so if you have a problem, you know, with, with say, alcohol, well, then don't, you know, don't go to places where, you know, you could be tempted to drink alcohol. Right. I've heard people even say, don't walk down the alcohol aisle right. at Walmart. Right. You know, but, but believe it or not, I really don't even think that that's scriptural. It says, don't look upon the wine when it moves itself about. So when it's in the bottle, it's not even moving itself about. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not opposed to that. I'm really not. Right. I think that's good. Uh-huh. You say, well, that's legalism. It's wise, mm-hmm. you know. Well, why can't, if you're going to say amen to that, then why not say amen to the same thing? Don't do things, d- don't don't go to places that, you know, are just worldly, mm-hmm. you know, because all it's going to do is create a worldly appetite, right? you know. Don't date alone, right? you know. I've said this many times. If something were to happen to my wife, or I would hope that if something happens to me and she finds herself single or me, you know, a widow or a widower, um, you know, and uh, I'm getting kind of old now, 68. To, um, you know, I still would believe it would be wrong for me to date date alone. Right. You know, uh, I would still have a chaperone, and one of the best places to date is in church. Right. You know, um, but if you're going to find a worldly girl or a girl's going to find a worldly guy, I mean that by virtue of the fact that they're worldly means they're carnal. They're gonna they're gonna seek to cre- uh, you know satisfy fleshly appetites. That's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And because just because a person gets saved doesn't mean that the old nature is destroyed or replaced by new nature. No, the new nature moves in with the old nature. So now we have the still the old nature to contend with. So we just don't feed the old nature. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why. Why is it so bad for independent Baptists to say, don't watch rated R movies? Right. Don't date alone. Right. Things like that. Right. You know, pastors should not counsel women. I mean, the Bible teaches that. The Bible teaches that. So why do they do it? As far as I'm concerned, they're not being faithful to true biblical principles. Mm-hmm. And I would say that they have 
in some degree denied the faith, you know, which would cancel them out from being independent Baptist. Yeah. Now they may believe it, but still fall like David. I'm sh- he believed what the Bible taught, but he fell. We do fall. It's going to happen, yeah. but it's going to happen more in churches that don't have more guidelines. You know, for example, we have a predator to come to our church. We have a guideline in place. If we don't know your first name and your last name and we can't check you out in a child sex registry, you know, thing, um, and you're not allowed downstairs. You're not allowed downstairs anywhere. You're not allowed outside the auditorium. Use the bathroom upstairs, which is a single bathroom, you know. Um, but where there's kids, you know, what's wrong with that? Right. As if somehow, and by the way, other pastors do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not everybody, you know, is, is into this network of trying to destroy children's lives. Give me a break. Well, um, and another thing I was going to say um, is that when people don't have a, a leg to stand on, um, it always degrades into personal attacks. And, you know, we saw some of that. And that ought to, you know, that ought to be a, a clue as to where the truth lies. If someone's got to call you, some, you know, someone did, well, this guy's a groomer or you need your you-know-what kicked. <laughs> and they're going to yeah. go that route. That's always in, in the lack of actual substance in the argument right right and so but let's just let's just reiterate that the point of this we're not defending the ifb you can't defend the ifb right it's not a thing we're defending principles we're the defending word of god one thing we're defending this independent baptist church at least to say that you know we're going to do things the way the bible says um and this church does not have a you know a a, a we're not f- uh, festering with predators because of the way we uh, do things. Um, but you can't defend the IFB. Uh, just like you can't, you know, you can't condemn it either. You just can't. You can't condemn it because it's not a thing. It's not a whole unit. The, the independent Baptists are independent of the government, independent of denominations, independent Baptists by, by virtue of its name are independent of other independent Baptist churches. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then um, but also just to reiterate again, we're you know, we're not saying that it doesn't happen. uh, Just but we are saying that it happens more in other places and people just turn a blind eye to it. Like the Boy Scouts, the Boy Scouts, the military. Yes. Medical field, public schools. Yes. Ratio wise, percentage wise homes. More in homes than anywhere else. And and by the way, 55 percent. And another 12%, if it's not in his own home, uh, in a relative's home. Mm. And 67% of all of those are by a relative, mm. you know. And the majority of the time, in the child's own home, in the child's own bed at night, when the child is in his own bed, in his own bedroom. Um, right. and, and so, and, and what it is, it's it's stepfathers, mm-hmm. you know, uh, adopted children, you know, by their d- adopted quote unquote parent, right, right. you know, fathers often mm-hmm. is the case. Right. Um, and then cousins and second cousins and yeah. things like that. And these sleepovers, you know, I know a lot of independent Baptists that don't believe in sleepovers, you know, yeah. I don't believe in them. Right. But does that mean, listen, does that mean that every member of my church, they say, oh, you know, okay, so he said it, therefore we have to do it. <laughs> that That is un- unbelievable. Right, right. When I was at First Baptist Church, I knew a lot of people that they say, God bless Brother Howells, but I don't I don't agree with him on this, you know. And um, by the way, there's about 10,000 Baptist Bible Fellowship churches. And most of those, they're independent. 
you know. This kind of started by Beecham Vic, you know, uh, after he split from J. Frank Norris. Ain't none of those on identify. None of those go to pa- went to pastor school, <laughs> you know. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, um, mixed feelings and just different ways of, you know, interpreting the scriptures and, you know. But a lot of those, they didn't like Brother Hiles. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, in fact, I'd give you some some stories about that, but I'm not going to because yeah. of time. But that, that just goes without saying. Right. You know. Right. All right. Well, I guess uh, we're about out of time for today. You got any last thoughts? Yeah. As you were talking about, you know, the cussing and everything and just, you know, um, you know, so this guy says a few cuss words and then says, you know, I'm a predator or or whatever. He doesn't even know me. Right. You know, he doesn't know this church. So that, that that's typical of that defense. Paint them all with a broad brush. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, in your mind, you have an ulterior mind. You, you do not want to look at the facts right. of the matter. Right. You know? That's always the case. That, that's always the case. Or we found that, you know, a lot of things. Yeah. Do, do your own, you know, we do can always research. go back and forth, do your own research. Yeah. Um, or you took it out of context. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we can say the same Catch thing. Catch all. Yeah. Right. Why, why can't we just go back to the, the Word of God and, and just believe what the Bible says? Yeah. You know? But anyway, you know, with this cussing thing, when I was at the Bible Baptist Church in St. Charles, brother, Brother DeBose, he put on, on the sign. He got a lot of trouble for it, too. I'm not saying trouble. I'm just saying, you know, a lot of negative response. This is back in 1991, I believe it was. He put on the sign, cursing is a crutch for stupidity. That is really good. good. You've got nothing else to say, then your anger starts to show, and really somebody else said, I think, I think it was Ben Shapiro. I, I can't say for sure. It just reveals that your vocabulary is very limited. Amen, <laughs> Amen yeah. to that. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back again next week. And, uh, we appreciate your support. Reach out to us if you'd like. Don't forget you can find us, catch us live when we do these. Uh, otherwise, the episodes come out on podcast platforms on Monday. But uh, thanks for joining in. We'll be back with you next week.